the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And the lifelong trader. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. History has been made in the state of California as a federal judge there has reversed three decades worth of some of the most strict gun laws in the country. A federal judge overturning California's three-decade-old ban on so-called assault weapons, ruling that it violates a constitutional right to keep and bear arms. The U.S. District Judge in the case said that the state's definition of illegal military-style weapons simply deprives law-abiding Californians of the rights that they should be enjoying. Senator Bill Haggerty of the state of Tennessee says Iran's fingerprints are all over those recent attacks on Israel by the Hamas terrorist group. Uh, it's Iranian technology that's uh, underlying the rockets that are being launched. Uh, make no mistake, Iran is behind this. Senator Haggerty told the Salem Radio Network this week President Biden's embrace of Iran has actually emboldened its proxy terrorist groups like Hamas and Hezbollah. This is SRN News. Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Dennis Prager here with my friend, Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration. Mike, I've seen roofs in the Twin Cities that have many years of life left, but are streaked and stained and look, quite honestly, terrible. Your company actually removes those streaks? Dennis, many people don't know it, but those black streaks and stains are caused by an algae that can be killed and cleaned away. Our process makes roofs look new again. Algae and moss grow on cedar shake roofs. Moss is especially damaging because it actually feeds on the cedar wood and prevents the wood from drying. And when wood doesn't dry, it rots. Cleaning and sealing a cedar shake roof actually extends the life of a roof. Mike, how can people learn more? See videos on our website at rooftodeck.com. That's rooftodeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome. The Horn Concerto. Lovely. I don't think that plus uh, clips of uh, Caddyshack have ever been put together before, except here on the Biz 1440. Thank you to uh, John and uh, his team for uh, having a good sense of humor and how they put together our our uh, music and, uh, and and our bumps and so forth. Uh, uh uh, Brian with us this morning. Um, we are we are indeed uh, sad to report that uh, in this very very tight jobs market, which we're going to talk about here on a job Saturday, um, our jobs market uh, claimed our previous producer Wyatt, who's gone on to uh, greater or better things, going out to a station in western Minnesota. Um, we wish him the very best of luck. Um, uh, his um, his baseball season, which is why he was missing this spring, came to an end with uh, within one uh, game of the College World Series uh, for Division Three. Uh, so congratulations to him. Congratulations to uh, Northwestern of St. Paul on what was the best showing for that te- for uh, their uh, baseball program uh, in their history. Uh, and uh, his. His college career is now over, so Wyatt is off to uh, to work in the work in the working world, uh, and will be doing. Uh, I think he's going to be continuing to do radio up there. So uh, he's in his he's got a job in his profession. Good for him. Uh, but Brian with us here, and uh, and I'm working in the assumption that Brian Brian may be stuck with me for a while, uh, and that's fine. We'll we'll be we'll be good with that. And Brian Brian, it turns out likes. Um, Likes it when we talk about cyber, so uh, we're going to ha- and so uh, I think we'll have I think we'll have some fun talking with him about uh, about some of the economics things that uh, go on here in the show. Anyway, uh, one thing that he's learning is uh, Job Saturday, um, the first Saturday after the first Friday of the month, um, is always the jobs report. We we dive into it like no other show does, maybe because maybe. It's because uh, an hour and a half of a jobs report has not survived the market test, but we're going to keep trying uh, until people uh, till people come around to the idea that they should spend more time they should spend more time thinking about it. Anyway, I um, I I find it very 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 interesting. I heard uh, Larry Kudlow on his show yesterday um, say something to the effect of maybe the worst part of um, the worst part of the jobs report isn't the jobs report itself, but the predictions of the jobs report. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead with the conclusion. Um, and if you hear nothing else today from me, I want to make sure you hear this. Anyone trying to make predictions about the number, the print for non-farm payrolls, in a world where you've got eight million people out of work since the pandemic started now down to seven and a half 
okay, in a, in a world where you had the types of policies in terms of lockdowns and closing of restaurants, locking down restaurants a second time over the winter, um, the, the amount of monetary and fiscal stimulus. Uh, I tell people that, that it's impossible to, I tell people it's not impossible because people do it all the time, but that it's dangerous to try to extrapolate behavior of a, of a market when it's performing outside of your previous experience. Okay, there's a statistics way we teach this by talking about how your the standard errors of your estimates make are smaller when you're closer to the mean of your data. When we're in a world where interest rates are not at zero, when we're in a world where government deficits are not running double-digit percentages of GDP, when we're in a world where where uh, governors around the country are not turning on and turning off emergency powers, which are drastically changing the level of economic activity. When we're in that world, your ability to predict anything at this moment is really, really hampered. I'm in the middle, after the show today, I'm actually going to be hiding in my air-conditioned office working to write the next quarterly business report. And this is going to be the point, this is going to be a point I'm going to make over and over within that report. You cannot extrapolate much of a model that you built for a world prior, certainly prior to 2008. I don't know that any data prior to 2008 tells you anything about what's going to happen in 2022. I'm not even sure any data that you have from 2015 tells you much about what's going to happen in 2022. But that said, and I know, I mean, it's, it's the joy I have. I live in an ivory tower. I'm talking to you from the campus of St. Cloud State University. My office is closed up, uh, uh, the windows to the Mississippi River that I can often look out at. I can't, I can't have those windows open because it will be 85 degrees in here in about an hour if I do that. The air conditioning is working really hard but, but struggling. Um, to, to keep up with the heat that's going on outside. Um, you, you know, you, you just can't... You, you, I, I live in an ivory tower. If I just say, well, I'm just not going to make a forecast. There are models that the Fed has used to do forecasts that it has basically thrown up its hands and said, that model's not working right now, so we're not putting it up online. The leading economic indicator series that the Philadelphia Fed do, did for each of the 50 states, they haven't run it in a year. Because they realize the model, the model just won't work in this world. So they've just taken that whole model offline. There are a lot more models that should be taken offline. So when I hear people say, well, 559, 559,000 on the, on the, on the, uh, non-farm payroll print well that's short of 650 so this is this is a disappointing report it's like we produced more than half a million more jobs in the year than than the month than a month ago uh and you think that's and you think that's bad i don't know that that's bad it might 
because and the reason I don't know whether that's bad is not because you said it was going to be six fifty. I don't know whether that's bad because I don't know who those five fifty nine are, what the issues are. I need to dig a lot deeper than that. And so that's why I believe that Job Saturday is an important thing for us to do because I do I think you have to. Um, I think you have to do a deeper a deeper dive. I think you have to listen to a group a group of people. I've got six different. Uh, I take, I'll say, take that back. I've got five different market analysts plus. I I always feel obligated since I used to play a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, Trump uh, administration officials, I feel obligated please, to sh- play at least one Biden administration official. I am not playing President Biden. It was nine minutes, and I couldn't find anything in those nine minutes that was newsworthy. Um, and so rather than giving you, giving you that, I'm going to give you, partly for my own entertainment purposes, I'm going to give you the labor secretary, who's a Boston guy with a Boston accent that Frankly, I mean, they should just send this guy to central casting and say, all right, everybody, listen to this accent, see if you can perfect it. Because this is the perfect Boston accent. And I'll play him for you in a a while, too. But you do need to listen in to these these folks. And that's what I did. So I was out yesterday. I, I had a day off. Um, I, I went up north, I went up, I went, uh, northwest, uh, to go play some golf with some friends, beastly hot day, came back feeling pretty dehydrated, stopped and got two venti iced teas out of, out of Starbucks. Cause I love their iced tea. I love their, their ice green tea. Um, brought, brought two of those back, put one in the fridge, took one to the, to the kitchen counter, popped up the iPad and started watching clip after clip after clip after clip to try to get a feel for where people were going. I think it's not model-based at this time. I don't think people should be giving you a number right now, but I think the narrative that's coming out here is very, very clear. The narrative can be told through a set of numbers in the report and add to that and add to that your own observations about what's happening happening in the economy. And I think if you put those things together, you don't need a number to tell you what's happening. And you don't need a number to sort of predict what's, what's going to happen next. Although I'm going to disagree with one part of the prediction that's out there that comes from my political economy background more than my straight macro money background. So I'm going to disagree in part with this with this narrative that has formed, and I think you really do have to think through the narrative. So what we're going to do after this break is I'm going to first give you the top-line data. We're going to take a quick look at that, and then we're going to go through what does this, what does this look like. How is the administration talking about it? Well, you can guess. They still want to pass their their spending bills. And so you'll hear Marty Walsh talk about that. But after that, what you'll hear hear is the narrative that's being played out that I think is pretty crystal clear at this moment. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. 
Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to the Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Impact Mortgage Corp. TV, a cash call mortgage, NMLS ID 1282321, equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no closing cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. My pain was an electrical pain that would go down my right leg all the way to my foot. It's like being hooked to an electric fence. Diane, a Twin Cities resident, has been suffering from neuropathy since 2006. The pain level that I had was anywhere from a 7 to 8 on a good day. Here's what happened after Diane started seeing Dr. Ben Knight, D.C. at Abundant Life Chiropractic. After the first two weeks, I had tremendous pain relief. I now sleep five to six hours minimum. My balance is much better. This has been an awesome pain travel for me, and I would highly recommend it to anyone. Have you been suffering from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? Does your doctor insist on giving you more medications, but your neuropathy is still not improving? Get answers today by contacting me, Dr. Knight, DC, at Abundant Life Chiropractic in Chanhassen. Call 952-300-8338 to schedule a full neuropathy workup with us. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back. Job Saturday on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. Uh, hopefully you're someplace cool. Um, my poor neighbors. Um, the young woman next door graduated high school last week and is having her graduation party tomorrow. Can you just imagine? <laughs> oh, the poor thing. Anyway, um... If you're putting on a graduation party this weekend, you have my sympathy. But the show must go on. Um, you know what I'd be for? 
I'd be for like uh, a, a water slide. Um, Brian, uh, go ahead and turn on your mic if you like. Do you, did, did you ever get to play with a toy called a slip and slide when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so they still make them? Oh, gosh, I have no clue. Um, I think the last time I used one, I was, around, I was around like eight years old or something. Yeah, sure, sure. And, 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 and God knows, as a 60-something, if I tried to get on a slip and slide right now, it'd be, it'd be slip and break rather than slip and slide. Yeah, but, I know. I know people make I, their own nowadays with like tarps and soap. So, yeah. Oh, for heck, yeah. Well, I think you ought to. I think we for sure. You know, I like to go over to my neighbors and say, if you'd like to set up a slip and slide in my yard, you go right ahead and do that. Because um, uh, uh, my uh, my sprinkler system isn't getting turned on till Monday, and my grass is my grass is approaching uh, um, the quality of brand cereal at this particular moment. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's pretty crunchy out there uh, because we just quite – it actually isn't quite that bad, but I'm, I'm really worried, and I've actually been afraid to mow it because I'm afraid it's just going to burn to death if I if I cut it right now. So, um, so anyway, um, so my, my, my neighbors are putting this thing on, and my grass is a little bit high, and it's like, I'm afraid to cut it because my my sprinkler guy isn't going to make it till Monday because they're backed up like nobody's business too. Anyway. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven number to call with questions and comments if you if you do on the jobs report again the headline number five hundred fifty nine thousand jobs added below the estimate I saw estimates at everywhere from six hundred to seven fifty uh, five fifty nine versus that is not that big a miss I'm just I so I'm just going to say again what I said at the top of the show. Um, it is hard to think of any model that can predict this number right now. Uh, certainly, certainly uh, the uh, ADP report, uh, uh, automated data processing, which does lots of processing of uh, payrolls, um, said that they they had estimated 978,000 uh, private sector jobs estimated, and so that number was way above uh, what people were forecasting at the 650 level. Um, and, and ADP was saying goods producers grew at a steady pace. It is service providers that accounted for the lion's shares of the gains, far outpacing the monthly average in the last six months. Companies of all sizes experienced an uptick in job growth, uh, reflecting an improving nature of pandemic and the economy. I'm pretty sure, no, I didn't pull this clip. I listened to it and I couldn't figure out how to make it so that, uh, Brian could could get um, could get a soundbite, a snippet out of this because the guy talks way too fast, and it doesn't even sound like he ever inhales. But um, but uh, uh, his name is um, uh, I think Brian Reader, uh, um, uh, uh, or maybe it's Rick Reader. But uh, he's an analyst, and he was talking about the fact that he, just think about the fact: who the heck is processing? This 550, 650, 750 million workers being added in a month. How does that HR? How does how do the HR departments of our of our country keep up with adding all those workers? When you get added as a worker, right? If I I'm in the process of adding exactly one person to my staff next year, not my immediate staff, but to our faculty. 
I'm adding one new person. Um, and it is, it is a significant amount of work. It's, it's larger because, because uh, we have to, because he is a, he is not a, a U.S. citizen. I have to go through the process of getting his visa updated. To, to he's legal to work in the U.S. I just need to get his his uh, his work record on his visa updated to represent he's going to be here around his previous institution. Um, and that's work. A million of those. That's a lot of work. So I do wonder how how it is that that, that we're going through all these all these uh, folks we are seeing decreases actually you know and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll through this and take the take the numbers as they are 492,000 jobs in the private sector compared to that number that was almost twice as big from ADP ADP is all I've said this on the show before here on the King Banyan show ADP is a lousy predictor Okay, so I typically don't even tweet it out at pound KBRS to you because it's like, eh, eh, I don't want to get you. So I saw that number. It's like, oh, let's not get our hopes up. That number is almost certainly too high. And every, and not many people move their estimate up as a result of that. But people are struggling to find good signals of what's happening in the economy. So you can be pretty sure that uh, uh, there's uh, there's going to be uh, some declines uh, going there's going to be some numbers that uh, that will get out of whack, and I'm just I just wasn't worried about it. Construction down twenty thousand jobs. Um, I will just remind us that uh, that uh, the construction sector is running pretty hot um, compared to where it was compared to year ago levels. Uh, that's up almost that's up almost four hundred thousand jobs since May twenty twenty at the depths of the pandemic. Uh, and that has so that has bounced back nicely. Uh, manufacturing sector is up twenty three thousand, and interestingly, it's durable goods in the manufacturing sector that has gotten most of the attention. Motor vehicles uh, were up twenty four thousand eight hundred jobs. That's a sector that has less than a million workers, so twenty four eight is a pretty sizable increase in that area, and that was responsible for most of the gains there. Non-durables up five, five thousand jobs. So, so kind of de minimis stuff going on there. Um, in uh, in other parts where where I've been seeing a lot of activity and been very interested is in trade, transportation, utilities. Uh, I'm particularly looking at the wholesale trade business where durable goods wholesale trade gained fourteen thousand workers. Um, that's a sector that has about three million workers in it. Uh, if I look at uh, transportation, that was up t- almost twenty-three thousand workers in the month. Okay, you could. Here's my point. There's going to be all this focus that I've been hearing in the, in the reports, and we'll talk about it about leisure and hospitality. There is more to this jobs report than leisure and hospitality. So maybe that's a slight quibble with the narrative. It's not a major one because these aren't huge numbers. But when people will say, well, manufacturing, you know, durable goods manufacturing was only up, you know, only up 18,000. So the goods sector didn't really drive that much. It's like, no, but a lot of that is because they can't get the parts. They've got back ordered inputs. They're having supply chain troubles. 
if you want to see where the action is, observe the action that's happening on on wholesale trade. Examine the the action that's happening on transportation, because that tells you that that there's a lot of activity going on under the surface, trying to get goods to go to market, trying to get, and and, and you're picking that up through through looking at uh, where you know uh, looking at uh, uh, warehousing and storage storage numbers. The number of people working as couriers and messengers has finally come off a little bit. Okay, there are probably fewer people driving uh, DoorDash and Instacart and all those places now than before. I actually, for the very first time since the pandemic, um, went into a Chipotle that I normally have a driver bring me my my lunch here. I actually went over there because I just wanted to go sit outside somewhere and 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 get away from my desk for a half hour. Um, so, so yeah, it's one less sale for that, for, uh, one less sale for, I think I, I forget, I think I used either Uber or DoorDash for them. So, um, so that, that, that happened, but support activities for transportation up, uh, that, that warehousing and storage up 1800 jobs, uh, transportation and transit and ground transportation, the, get the recovery in, People taking airplanes and buses and trains is coming is coming along. Um, air transportation up eight eighty five hundred jobs. That sector has less than a half million jobs in it. Um, so I'm trying to give you some some context for the size of those numbers. It information technology up up twenty nine thousand. A significant piece of that was from motion picture and sound recording industries. Um, my wife asked me the other day, or actually just, I think it was just last night, are there any movies to see? And I said, no, at, at the movie theater, because on a hot weekend like this, you want to go to the movies because their air conditioning is cranked up to 11 and you want to go see a movie. Guess what? There's really not much there because a lot of the, a lot of the studios decided to just bail out of uh movie theater distribution and go straight, go straight to, uh, online over the top services to provide to provide with new movies uh but you can see you can see uh motion pictures up thir- uh, uh 13,900 which is almost a 5% gain in a single month um they've added they've added back almost 20% jobs versus a year ago when when everything kind of collapsed um so but the but the big number the other uh, the other number that I kept my eye on, educational services, up 40,000 jobs. Some schools in May actually did reopen a little bit, brought some, brought, maybe brought some students back for a few weeks. They'll now go back out this, this summer, and the question is really going to be, what does that number look like in the fall? What, what will that look like? How many schools will still want to have a hybrid model, a uh, or a we're gonna you know a hybrid model where we have some students on some days, other students in on other days. Um, it's something that we did in universities. I not just here at SESU, but I've talked to colleagues at at other institutions where they were flip flopping uh, the number the students who could be in the classroom and those who would watch over the internet back and forth. There was a lot of that. Uh, that number up forty thousand seven hundred jobs. Uh, Healthcare was up fractionally, and then, of course, as everybody's aware, 
Uh, food services and drinking places, the restaurants added 186,000 jobs. Uh, hotels added about 35,000 new jobs. Performing arts, uh, excuse me, arts and entertainment and industry, amusement, uh, amusement parks and so forth, adding 58,000 jobs. The big gains, of course, leisure and hospitality. Okay, summing up all those last few numbers I had, 292,000 jobs total of the 559 were in that one sector. Let's take a break. When we come back, what was the reaction to some of these things? We'll, we'll talk right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. I have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family, and I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs, only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan, and unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre-approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg, see our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA, United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Start corporate Animalist number 1335. Rack Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rackshack attack, rackshack barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah. 
Welcome back. King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Well, it's still morning, but otherwise, you are blazing with the King Banyan Show on a job Saturday. Perfect song, Brian, because a lot of the conversation over on the household survey was on whether or not people are actually coming back to work uh, here. Uh, on a seasonally adjusted, and I'm going to talk something about non-seasonally adjusted data in a moment, uh, because I think this is kind of interesting. If you look at the seasonally adjusted data, right, you see that, you see, seasonally adjusted data, you see that the labor force participation rate, yes, the unemployment rate was 5.8% down from 6.1%. A lot of people are going to tell you the reason for that was because people are leaving the labor force. Not necessarily true. Yes, the number of people who were not in the labor force rose, <coughs> excuse me, rose uh, by 160,000 workers. And, and if you look, 50, so it's a 53,000 person drop in the size of the labor force. Um, unlike the household, the, the payroll survey at 559, the household survey said we gained 444,000 additional workers. So that's what dropped the unemployment rate from 6.1 to 5.8. We didn't add people into the labor force to be some of that 444. We actually had a, had a drop. But I will point out that if you look at the U6 unemployment rate, the all-in, the, under, the underemployment rate, um, that now is at 10.2%. Okay. Um, the, over the past 40 years, the U6 unemployment rate has been two and a half. The U6 rate has been at 10 and a half. Now we're at 10.2. So I am, I am curious, really, how people think, well, there's a whole lot of people hanging around not doing not doing anything well it might be because people who are who people who are supposedly people who are receiving unemployment insurance are technically unemployed meaning they're looking for work and 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 we talked last week here on the show about the fact that there are a lot of people who who have stories and i've heard multiple anecdotes to suggest that there are people who simply are not taking jobs when they're offered to them. The one piece of evidence that we got in the jobs report this week that indicates how tight labor markets are, okay, how tight labor markets are, is by looking at the wage data. I'm gonna, now, now I'm stuck in this period where i got to actually go find that, that table. Here it is. Um, <clears throat> This is, for those of you following along at home, this is table B8, okay? Total, pri total private uh, um, wages went up uh, 14 cents. Average hourly earnings up 14 cents. Average weekly earnings went up by, by uh, 
$2.86. So that combines both an increase in the wage rate and the fact that we're actually adding hours to workers. This is what you normally will see at a time like this, is that, is that when labor markets are tight, you will see the following, the following things. You got, these are, and this is the narrative. You will see increasing overtime and increasing hours work. You're going to stretch the workers you have and say, can you work additional hours for me? There was a column in our local paper up here in St. Cloud from a guy who went, there's a, there's a fairly famous, Brian will know what we're talking, know the place I'm talking about. Downtown pizza place, long established, favorite pizza place for most people here in St. Cloud. They have three different storefronts now. They have one in St. Cloud. They have one downtown St. Cloud. They've got one that just opened up in West St. Cloud. And they have, have one in Sartell. This guy goes up to the Sartell one on the uh, and and pulls up and sees that it's closed. Goes to the window and says, "It goes to the window and says, we are not open because we cannot staff all three of our sites. Please go to one of our other two places and we're open there." They took their existing labor and spread them out to the other two places so they could keep two of their restaurants running. And I thought it was interesting because it's like oh, I wanted to close the one in Sartell, but okay, uh, I guess I, I guess you could do that. Um, so, so anyway, I thought that was funny. Uh, yep, you, the second one, Brian. Uh, the second one is absolutely it. Uh, and uh, and the guy was upset. The guy's upset because like. You know, the government's keeping is keeping workers from being able to do their job. He was upset about a number of things. It was kind of a ju- I'm not going to read the editorial to you because it was pretty. It was a it was a jumbled mess. But part of the story being unemployment insurance be, being an issue. But I think it's more just the case that you're going to seeing what I think is is in fact uh, um, a, a a market that's kind of just opening up slowly but surely uh, uh, so let me play this is one clip this is um, Jan Hatzius from Goldman Sachs we play him regularly I think he's a really insightful guy um, he was on talking about about this labor supply issue that we're having go ahead and play cut number five please Brian it's pretty strong evidence that labor supply is an issue given the big increase in average hourly earnings alongside mildly disappointing job gains. And that increase was also concentrated in leisure and hospitality, which is the lowest paid sector where these labor supply issues are probably most pronounced. And if you look at the labor supply numbers, I told you 14 cents up on the wage for total private. Leisure and hospitality, the wages were up by 19 cents to $15.87 an hour on average. Uh, I mentioned last week, or I think I mentioned, no, I didn't mention it last week. I mentioned it on, on Twitter uh, at our hashtag, PoundKBRS, uh, which you can use a comment on the show if you'd like, if you're too shy to call us at 651-289-4477. One of the things that we, one of the things that uh, uh, I talked to somebody, uh, our, our, uh, our club that I'm a member at, which has a restaurant, um, 
has had to cut restaurant hours. Same story as the story of this of this pizza place that the, the editorialist wrote about. And 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 it's interesting. There's, it's interesting because people say, "Well, teenagers this, teenagers that." You know what the issue is? And I've talked to three different restaurants, and I mean, these are just plural anecdotes, so I don't have really hard data to help to help with this. But what I'm hearing in a number of environments is the shortage isn't servers; the shortage is cooks. Our our club restaurant is willing to offer up to $20 an hour for a cook. Now, my son's a cook. And I'm pretty sure 20 would be a would be a high watermark in terms of his hourly wage. It's a pretty it's a pretty tough that's there's some pretty tough uh uh numbers out there. But if you look around, that's a pretty significant increase and you're seeing it in place after place finance where you're seeing these large month over month wage increases uh so if i'm 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 looking here right the second at the numbers that are there um durable goods uh wages up eleven cents uh uh same for non durable goods uh, uh looking elsewhere uh a couple of declines but fin- oddly financial activities up fifty two cents uh, professional and business services up twenty cents. Uh, other services, which will include those amusement parks and and and, and the creative industries, up sixteen cents. Um, substantial wage gains are going to be part of the story over the next few over the next few months as we try to work through bringing people back into the labor force. Right, and so you've got pretty substantial data. In fact, I'm looking over at that Leisure and Hospitality number, and their pay, their average paychecks rose by didn't rise by very much. But they're add, as they add workers. Normally, what happens is as you add these lower lower wage Leisure and Hospitality jobs, the mix of jobs in the jobs report is moving toward those lower wage areas and you would see that total private wage average hourly earnings number fall or at least stay flat it went up by more than a little bit 14 cents is a pretty decent size increase if you do the math if you do the math fairly quickly in your head like yeah I am right now that's a dollar 68 in wages added to an average hourly earnings around 25 bucks pretty good that's a pretty good increase and that that reverberates into reverberates into the economy and one of the concerns that we have is that perhaps those wage increases if they can be passed through into price increases start to build pressures for inflation we're going to come back to that thought more after this you are listening to the king banyan show on the biz 1440 the biz 1440 kycr golden valley hi this is matthew with the kingdom builders Psalm 51, verse 5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. 
Romans 3.23 reinforces this truth. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God's word is clear. All of mankind is born with a deadly problem, sin, which separates us from a holy God. The wonderful truth of the gospel is that we can be saved through the work of Jesus Christ. He himself bore our sins on the tree, becoming a curse for us. He became our sin so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says this, We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God loves you so much, Jesus is calling for you to be saved. Will you humble yourself today and respond? If you have any questions, you can look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Need special boots for a new job but don't know where to start? Step into Red Wing Shoes, where their friendly footwear experts can help you find the right style and size. Red Wing takes the time to learn about your job and measure your feet to get the perfect fit. Red Wing specializes in no-pressure one-on-one service. Stop into their stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Can't make it into the store? Ask your workplace about their shoe trucks where they bring the store to you. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see our daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple too. Listen to the Biz 1440 on the free Radio.com app. Welcome back. King Banyan Show on the Biz, 1440. I might have to come back to this tweet, Don, uh, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I need to get through some other things here first. But uh, Good comment on uh, Pound KBRS, that, because I saw this 14% misquote from some conservative sources, and I... I I have thoughts about it, but uh, I, if I have time, I'll get to it. Uh, I just don't, want, but I don't want to get off my main points here today, uh, as we go through Jobs Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. Um, that's a six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Of course, if you call, then you'll go to the head of the line, and I'll answer your question immediately. But if you tweet me, then I get to pick when I respond to comments. So, um, so. We're just going to point out that um, that 
that what we're seeing what we're seeing right now is is the increase in wages uh, uh, an increase in hours with slow hiring and if you put those things together that really begins to look like what an economic recovery looks like. So let me go to this. David Kelly, who's a chief, chief of global strategy for J.P. Morgan, uh, private, private asset management, um, who's talking about this. And there are a lot of people who are predicting, oh, we're going to get a million, we're going to get a million, we're going to get a million. And, and Kelly's point is, yeah, this maybe is just going to be a little bit slower than that. Cut number one, please, Brian. Well, that's right. And I think what this report really says is we've got a labor supply problem. I think it's a temporary one. But to me, the, the, the number that jumped out of this report is that the labor force actually fell by 53,000. Now, normally when you've got a recovering economy, uh, when you're you know, coming out of a pandemic, you would expect to see the labor force rise. So what's happening, I think, is a lot of people, because of you know, lingering pandemic concerns, perhaps, but also because of uh, unemployment benefits, aren't coming back into the labor market and that is causing wages to go up. I mean, what we look at is actually year over the last two years. So we try and take out the extraordinary distortions from a year ago. But over the last two years, the average hourly earnings of all workers have gone up by 8.8%. So that's 4.4% annualized. And that's about the strongest we've seen at any time, certainly in the last 15 years. So we are seeing strong wage growth. And I think that is more, that, that'll stick. Um, so I think even as some of these distortions in the labor market ease over the rest of this, this year, the fact that businesses now have to pay up for, for labor, I think that will feed through to somewhat higher permanent inflation, not just the transitory inflation that the Federal Reserve talks about so much. And yeah, that really is the concern for me. And I'm going to talk more about that in the next in the next hour uh, about about that that particular issue. But what I think, what I think it means, and I, and and on this, I think I'm, I, I think, I think everyone seems to be kind of interested in this. We still have 7.5 million people not work, fewer working than were in February of 2020, and yet there are people still trying to say that this this is beginning to look like a V shape. Well, it is in terms of profits. It is in, it is now looking like that in terms of disposable income. In part because people are getting higher wage jobs, disposable personal income, uh, less transfers, um, is net of tra- net of transfer payments from the government has actually reached the peak it had back in February of 2020. And it leads people like Larry Kudlow to say to say things like this on his show yesterday. This is cut number three, Brian. The demand for workers is still running way ahead of worker supply. Part of that's going to change as now over half the states have cut off the overly generous federal unemployment plus-up. So that's good. More states are going to do the same, and more workers are going to gradually become available. And incidentally, as the labor market tightens and the unemployment rate comes down and more folks go back to work, wages are going to keep rising and will attract people into the job market. So if you, I mean, if you listen to those two clips, and, and I, you'll, I'll play after the top of the hour. I'll play, I'll play uh, uh, the reaction from the White House uh, as expressed by Labor Secretary Marty Walsh. Uh, that, that is, a, that is a, a narrative that, uh, for guys my age, is a pretty is is both 
interesting and concerning. Um, it's interesting in so far as it's the first time I've heard it in quite some time. I haven't heard words like wage price spiral in quite some time that that Cudlow talks about. And then we might replay that clip. But that wage price spiral, typically when we talked about it, it was back in the 1970s when I was, when I was a, a college student and eventually a grad student. Um, they, that, that is going to be a very... Uh, uh, that's going to be a very different uh, way of thinking about it. Now we kind of talk about it like it's a good thing, whereas back in back in the seventies, it was the source of our real strong concern for inflation. And yet the Federal Reserve continues to say it's transitory. There are bottlenecks, and 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 and, and this isn't that big a deal. Yes, we're now beginning to hear them say something about quantitative, maybe maybe backing off of the asset purchases, a little bit less quantitative easing. But um, they're, they, you know, but everyone's being like very patient, very polite, waiting to see when Jay Powell gets on board. And you know, I think there is, I think there's a reason to be a little bit more concerned about about it. I think there was more negative things about inflation in this report than positive, even though the number was disappointing. Imagine that. We'll be back right after this. Here, listen to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800-482-8399. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? 
Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. There's polls and 